All right. Welcome to another episode of Bullheaded. This is episode 20. I am your host, Sean, here with Zoo and Peebush. What's up, fellas? Doing well, man. Uh, I don't know, man. It was a rough week of fantasy football, man. Dude, that's my mood <laughs> of my weeks, man. Not going to lie, man. I took a fat out. I lost by three points in the home league. That one stung a little. TV12, the GOAT, almost got me one more tutty for the win. We got stopped at that fourth and one. Kicked the field goal Couldn't and it was through. all over. Dude, he was this close, man. He was right oh, there, man. He almost got 20 points and a half. I was like, man, that would be such a sweet, sweet victory. Monday <laughs> night football. But catching that L, man, being 500 is not a fun week, man. Not a fun week. No. Yeah. Listen, well, I have no room to talk fantasy. So I, every time you guys start talking fantasy, I let you guys rock with it because it's just not been a good year for me. Hopefully, I can get a dub against Zoo this weekend, but probably not. Good luck, Oh, he ain't doing nothing. We will be transitioning into basketball talk because in a couple of weeks, the NBA draft will be starting. And uh, it's a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of people saying it's a down draft, but for me, just looking at a couple of players, there's a lot of big names and a lot of players that could go in the first, you know, five picks. Uh, I mean, LaMelo Ball, we've known about him since a teenager. Anthony Edwards, big combo guard, recently got compared to D-Wade. I don't know about that, but it's a lot of high praise. But uh, I'm going to ask the guys who are their top five players in this NBA draft. And, uh, P. Bush, I'm going to start with you. All right, Sean. This one's tough. Like you said, it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed year. I mean, I, I wouldn't say there's really a standout candidate. I know a lot of people early on kind of had Mello, you know, Lamelo Ball coming through, but it's kind of like he's got that little not as much, but he's got the Zion marketing to him a little bit. Uh, when it comes to the draft, he's probably the most well known player. But if I'm starting off number one, I'm going Anthony Edwards from Georgia, man. Six five, two twenty five. This man is an athletic beast. He can slash. This kid. I, I don't even know if D Wade is, is a comparison for him, but there's a lot of people that, that might consider him more of like a better Andrew Wiggins type player. This guy does have a pretty sneaky jump shot from what I've seen. He you know, a lot form. of people are I like his form. He's got, he's he's got solid form. He's got something to work with. And I'd say his mid range is pretty damn good. Um, obviously in this current day NBA, your three point game is huge. Um, especially if you're a six, five combo guard, small forward type player. I feel like he does have the build. And I don't know if you agree with me, Zoo, but he could probably guard the small forward position. Obviously, Absolutely. probably not not the LeBron James. I don't think anybody I think except he can. maybe Kawhi. You think he can? I, I think he can. He no. has he has defensive upside when he oh puts my his mind to it. I said it. I said it. What? This guy could be Tony Allen on the defensive end. 6'5, 220, 6'9 wingspan, long ass arms. This guy's got the built, the physicality. And the aggressiveness to being an all NBA defensive player, he's just got yeah. to put his mind to it. But he's not gonna he's not gonna be stopping LeBron anytime soon. He's not gonna I be never stopping thought LeBron. Be on this side. But he could be a Tony Allen defensive stopper. Yeah. He can't. Yeah, he could he be. If, if he's gonna have to. Now, if he goes to the Timberwolves, I mean that's a different story. You know who knows there? But he's my number one player right now. Uh, number two, and, and I wouldn't say the rest of them are in any order, but I'm going to bring up LaMelo Ball. This guy's six foot seven point guard, man. I mean, you don't see that type of length at the point guard position anymore. Um, as a true point guard, not necessarily like a LeBron James who can bring up the ball. Heck, even Jokic was bringing up the ball for the Nuggets a couple times there, and he's a seven footer. But look, LaMelo, he's got 
insane handles. He can arguably pass the ball better than Lonzo Ball, in my opinion. I think he'll end up being better than his brother. He does have that marketing ability. He's got some serious professional um, you know, experience having played overseas. I'm interested to see what he does with his jump shot because that is, you want to talk about going from decent form with Edwards, ugly form with Lamelo Ball, chicken man. He's wings, got man. He got chicken, chicken wings, wings, just like man. his brother. Just like his brother. Oh, he must have just learned it from watching his big brother, man, because that is going to have to be fixed or perfected. He could have an ugly jump shot. Everyone know Michael Red, man. Remember back on the Bucks, man? He had an ugly jump shot, but he, he got the cash. catapult, man. He had, he the, had catapult. the catapult. So, you know, it's possible for, for Lamelo to hone his skills in, in my opinion, especially with his jumper. But that size is going to draw any team, and especially in the lottery with, uh, you know, wh- whoever, whichever team ends up taking him, they're probably struggling besides the Warriors. We're going to set that aside. Uh, they're going to want that marketing ability, and I think that picking Lamelo Ball will give them that. I totally agree, man. I totally agree with LaMelo Ball. Obviously, Anthony Edwards for me. Dude, I've been watching interviews about Anthony Edwards. This guy's got the (laughs) charisma. He's got the enthusiasm. I think he's got the leadership ability. He loves the game. When you see him dissect his own game, keep talking to Mike Smith of ESPN dissecting his strengths and weaknesses, you can Mm -hmm. see his mental mindset is very basketball. Like He loves the game. He's not in it for the money. He's not in it for get the celebrity dance. He likes the game. His like intelligence, his basketball IQ. I'm very impressed by his basketball IQ. Yeah. And he, not only does he's got the physical tool set that just gifted from God, like physicality, like 6'5, 225. Feel like a linebacker, man. Feel like a running back. Are you kidding me? This guy could have played professional football, but he's playing basketball right now. And obviously it's gonna pay off because he's gonna be a top three pick right now. And yep. from what I'm watching from his mindset, that gives him the edge over LaMelo Ball. Because when I see LaMelo Ball, no charisma, no leadership, can't talk. Sounds a little stupid when he talks like in his interviews, man. A little <laughs> dodo bird up there with Russell Westbrook in his interviews. I don't, like, I'm just thinking, I like his game. I'm having second thoughts, man. I don't want my yeah. point guard to be a little stupid up here playing Fortnite all day. Are you kidding yeah. me? I want my point guard to play basketball, have high basketball IQ. And when I see LaMelo Ball, I, I'm still gonna he's still going to be in my top five because of his 6'8 body and ultimate passing ability. But his intelligence, I just I, I think is yeah. more instinct than basketball IQ. And his like, I'm sorry, this guy has zero charisma. Just yeah. like his brother. Can't talk, no leadership ability. Very quiet. A, yeah. Man, if you quiet, you ain't a leader, man. When people say he's yeah. a, someone's a quiet leader, like Kawhi quiet. Yeah, I'm sorry, you ain't a leader. I'm sorry. You got to be a vocal nope. leader, man. You got to be vocal to command, especially grown men in the NBA. But I, I agree with you. I got LaMelo Ball also in my top five, but I'm getting, I'm getting another one. The man from France, Killian Hayes, man, Ooh. the international player. Dude, I'm watching this guy's lefty skills, man. I like his frame. 6'5", defensive player, got a nice three-point shot. It got a little, got a little Ginobili in him, got a little shaky bakey. Like I like that, I like that in this game. But overall, from from a physicality standpoint, you could put him in and play one or two easily. And he has a defensive mindset too. Like he likes to play defense, especially as a young player. Nobody likes playing defense. Like I, I, I <laughs> like if you're an 18 year old coming when in you're the league, good. yeah, you, 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 you don't want to put, you don't, you just don't want to play defense. You want to chuck yeah. threes. Get some buckets, get the 20 points and 10 assists. Like uh, that makes complete sense. But this guy 
is coming from Europe. And people from Europe, man, they play with high IQ. High IQ. That's how you make yep. it in the NBA. So Killian Hayes has got to be in my top five. All right, Zoo, I'll match you with another international player, Denny Avdija, oh, man, of Israel. Yeah, I don't believe in him. This I don't man, believe in him. This man is six foot nine. All right. You're talking about a team, you know, teams that may need a small forward, power forward area, the guy that can run the floor. The only thing he really needs to work on, and I know Zoo, this is all you look at when you're when you're looking at a prospect, is his jump shot. Mm -hmm. But look, this guy is one of the best defenders in in European basketball right now. He's solid. He can run the floor. He's like super explosive. I think a team that has decent guard play or guard depth um, will want to add this type of guy to the to the team because he's willing to run that fast break. This guy, you know, he's been pretty young. He once again professional experience when it comes to playing overseas, which I think a lot of people might dismiss. But it is some seriously competitive basketball over there. Not to the NBA, but you know, it's a good transition into the NBA. I think this guy, you know, I don't, I don't know if he'll end up going top five. I personally like him as a top five talent, um, but it's going to be coming down to who's willing to take a risk. And as we've seen with some European players, Manu Ginobili, great. Dirk Nowitzki, great. Then you have the Nikola Miritiches of the league, man. They kind of fall off and just jack up threes, like you said, dude, doesn't want to play defense. I think this guy will end up stepping up on both sides of the court. He just got to work on his jumper a bit. Yeah, Denny, do you know who I see? A hobo version of Hito Turkoglu. A hobo yeah, I think he's version be a of Hito Turkoglu. He's going to be a homeless version Granger? of this guy. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. When I watch him play, I'm not even impressed by his highlights. His highlights are just lights, man. They ain't high at all, man. He what? just looks so average, man. He's he just looks the ball like a, down on people. I'm sorry. When I see Denny Abdija play basketball, man, I just see eh. We got we got some Luka oh Doncic. God. We got some Luka Doncic fever, Luka. man. We see Luka hitting that game winner. We getting hyped. We want the next European sensation. I see Denny and That's I see Killian Hayes, man. Nah, nah, nah. Killian Hayes, man. He's he's a brother, man. He's this this guy's a baller. I see this guy from Israel. I'm sorry. There's nobody from Israel that's ever been great at basketball. Hey, same thing about Giannis in Greece, man. Come on. I give you that. I give you that. Yeah. Yeah, it so happens. Someone's got to start it. Denny Avdija, if if he's drafted by the Chicago Bulls, I'll be very disappointed. I'm going to get Nico PTSD right there. Nikola Mirage PTSD. Man, I see this guy play. This guy ain't going to start on the basketball court, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. But yeah. for me, for me, for my next spot, man, I'm going with Isaac Okoro, man. Isaac Okoro. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know Solid. me. I, lo I love my dynamic wing players, man. So this guy is prototypical. 6'6", 215, built like a bull, extremely strong, dominant athlete. So a guy that mostly depends on his athleticism right now. So pretty much this is going to be on work ethic right now. Work ethic. He's got to be putting in that Jimmy Butler work, putting that Jalen Brown work on his game. Because I feel like year one, He's gonna suck. His his overall yeah. skill, like his jump shot, his like even his mid range and just overall game, it's just not there yet. He's not a polished overall basketball player. But I just see the physical tools. Like this guy could either be Stanley Johnson or Jimmy Butler. Like on that spectrum right there, especially in a draft that's relatively weak in comparison to the other other years. I'm taking my chances on Isaac Okoro, a guy that could be a dynamic wing that plays both sides of the court and be that 3 and D type player in the future. Don't you think that he would end up falling out of the top five, though? I feel like a top five team, besides this year with the Warriors in there, they're looking for somebody that can come in and make a make an impact right away. 
And you're saying this guy might take a year or two, which is fine, but I think that ends up falling towards the back end of the lottery more so than a top five pick, personally. But even Cavaliers, take this man if you want a wing. I That's don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just I saying, don't know. Man, they need a wing player to pair with their young guards, man. They need and a wing, and I think he's the best player available. That's uh, all right, Zoo. But you're going to hate my next one, and I know it for a fact. Got my boy out of Memphis, James Weissman, oh. man. Top five pick, absolute. This man is seven feet. He is a rim protector at its finest, but he still put up 20 a game in college. This man or is going to be... like three games, man. It doesn't Not matter. real sample size, doesn't man. matter. Doesn't matter. So did Joel Embiid. Now, James Weissman, this guy can come in. He can give you points, but the thing that stands out to me is not only his, his shot blocking, but also his ability to just get on the offensive boards, get second chance points. There aren't that many great big men in the league now, man. Something is going to have to change where a team is going to end up switching the, the culture of the NBA back to, where, to, to the point where they are dominating in the paint, man. It's just no. something that you may want to add to the team because someone's going to have to change. It's not going to be three-point barrage for, for the next 20 years, right? Now, these teams that are that they're going to have Weissman available, he's projected probably, what, top, top four, top three at this point? I mm -hmm. think everyone's kind of up in the air at this point of who's taken who. But look... I think this guy, yeah, he, you know, he didn't play that much in college, but he's got the size, he's got the strength. I still think he's better on offense than a lot of other big men that have been drafted in the past coming out of college, which I know is a big hesitation for Yuzu. You just hate center play, but he's a pretty good motor. I think he can run up and down. And if you're looking for a team, if a team is looking for him, they need to have a very solid guard play. They need to have solid wing players, and they just need this guy to come in, get rebounds, give him 15 a game. Uh, and, and close the deal for him down in the paint. I think there's going to be some team in that top five, top seven that's going to take him because of that reason. Yeah, James Wiseman, not going to lie, he's number five on my list. I looked at this draft. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by it too. I'm not a fan of the center position. Wow. It is very irrelevant in a three-point shooting league, space and pace. But overall, this draft, especially at the wing position and even at the guard position, just relatively weak, very yep. weak. Like Ty Tyrese Halliburton. Nah, nah, are you kidding me? Like Jalen Smith, who the hell are you? Obi <laughs> Toppin. Okay, you got some nice highlights. Obi solid. Right? Okay, I like his highlights. Nice highlights. He looks very exciting, but the man's like 22 years old. So this he's guy, like Larry Nance Jr., man. Oh, if he's Larry Nance Jr., <laughs> he does not deserve top 10. Nah. Oh, my God. So I got to go with James Wiseman. I could easily see if the Warriors keep their pick, I think they're definitely going to take Wiseman as far as the fit especially at the center position. Warriors have been dominating the NBA for the last decade without a true center, and now they're getting a top-five player in that position. I think that will be a terrific fit, especially mm -hmm. with their young guards and Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. It solidifies their starting lineup, and all that guy has to do is run around, play defense, block shots, and get rebounds. Like, he doesn't yep. need to do anything else. That's it. doesn't need to do anything Bunch else. Bunch of second-chance points. Oh, yeah, That's definitely. Don't, do. don't take that fadeaway jump shot that he loves to do. I'm sorry, you're not Chris Bosh yet. You're not, you <laughs> want to be Chris Bosh, but you ain't Chris Bosh. He got the lefty. He even sort of looks like him with his lefty jump shot. It looks a little Chris Bosh esque, but yeah. he ain't there yet, especially down low. Takes a lot of hard fadeaway jump shots, but James Wiseman, he's got to be my top five. I don't love it. This draft is eh. I'm hoping there's some surprises because I feel like in yeah. the 15 to there could like be the, like the 10 to 20 range. There's one guy, there's, there's usually always a guy that surprises everyone, like the Clay Thompson of the draft, the yeah. Devin Booker, the Jimmy Donovan Butler. Mitchell. 
Oh yeah, Jimmy Butler. That was a hell of a pick by Garpax. Hell of a yeah, pick. The only good one they made. <laughs> but good overall, luck. but overall, I feel like in the teens, there's gonna be a guy that's gonna step out. That's not an, I would say like the consensus top three or top five. No, I, I got, I got, you know, Weissman, I think, you know, going to the Warriors would be solid. Definitely an upgrade over Zaza or uh, Andrew Bogut, to be honest. But rounding it out with uh, with my fifth, I'm going with Onyeka Okongwu, man, out of uh, Iowa State, right? Yeah, he uh, 6'10 frame, man. This guy is huge. He knows how to run the floor. He's a great defensive player. He's drawing a lot of comparisons to Bam Adebayo, which I don't think is that bad. I think he actually does have Bam a better Adebayo? jump. Bam Adebayo? Bam Adebayo is his draft net comparison, man. That is his number one comparison. That or a more offensively heavy Tristan Thompson when it comes to size-wise. Not saying that's much, but look, this guy is a solid defensive player. He can score. Apparently, he's been, um, you know, he's he developed a decent mid-range game in college. Um, his form is a little off, but it seems to work. Um, but supposedly, uh, you know, in the off, quote-unquote, off-season, during the bubble, whatever you want to call it, He's been working on his three-point game. He realizes that that's a necessity to have at this point in the NBA. I think he's rounding out my top five. Um, but, Zoo, what are you, what's your last one? Like, funny fact, Bob, you know, on you, Akonwu, this dude played yeah. with LaMelo Ball at Chino Hills. He did. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Chino Hill, a high school, had two basketball players to be potential top five, <laughs> top ten picks on a high school basketball team. That is it's ridiculous. ridiculous. And you also include Lonzo Ball. You had three NBA players. Three yep. NBA players on a high school team. No wonder they ran the table. They ran the table. But for me, man, my last pick, I was hating on this guy a little, man. I was hating on him a little. But I, I got to go with Obi Toppin. I got to go with Obi Toppin. I, I was, I like the, at first, wow. seeing him, he just looks like an athletic freak, man. This guy right. just looks like an athletic freak. Great dunker. But I, I dived in a little deeper in numbers. This guy's a 40% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. This, guy's a good, this guy's a good shooter. He's not bad. Yeah, I'm just like, as a stretch four, I think he could be as a – because as a small forward, I don't think he guard nobody as no. a small forward. Like, these wing not players are too fast right man. He got slow feet. So, pretty much, I could see him as a stretch four playing that athlete as as, as like a Rashard Lewis type guy, a stretch four, yeah. a little undersized. Great athlete. I don't know how he could develop his defensive game lack because of the lack of lateral quickness. His defense look a little like Carlos Boozer out there. Slow feet, <laughs> only could yell for defense. But overall, OB Toppin, even though I don't like the age because I'm not a fan of older basketball players. Like, So obviously, if you're an older yeah. basketball player, you're dominating against guys that are two years, three years older. Right. Uh, you should dominate. You're in your man's he's, – he's in a man's body, 6'9", 220. He's fully built. He's all grown out. So, so from that, I, I could see I could see a team just taking him as a safe pick. If they, they don't, mm-hmm. if they don't see if they see a guy with upside but could bust, obviously, and people try to protect their jobs, get Obi Toppin. He's a nice solid. I could see him getting ten points a game for his career. Just a nice, nice role player, but nothing special, yeah. nothing to be too excited about. But as for him, man, go with Obi Toppin. Dang. But I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. This draft is a little mediocre. It's it's not – as we're talking through it, I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, man, no standouts really except for maybe Edwards and if you want to like take a risk on Lamelo, But Weissman, you hadn't really seen him play that much. You know, Okongwu, you know, he might be 
just a little iffy on a star status, yeah. you know. I, I don't know. know. I see Odinka Kamu and I think Hashim Dabi. I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm sorry. Really? I, I gave PTS that bad? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. There's that some bad. I, I see players, they just look like each other. They have like the similar frame, a defensive guy, good athlete, and it turns out to be the biggest scrub in basketball I've ever seen in my entire life. I was she... gonna say maybe Julius Randle. Oh uh, no, Julius Randle's very skilled. Julius Randle's very skilled basketball. Very, yeah, very like Hashim Thabit was just was just drafted because he was tall and he got some yep. got like four blocks, five blocks for UConn. But I'm sorry, these big guys. <sighs> Anthony yeah. Edwards, that's who I wanted the Bulls. I changed my mind. I changed from Lamelo Ball to Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, I feel like this guy could be a franchise changing player now as a six five guy. Come on, Chicago Bulls, man! I hope I hope they yeah. pull off the. I hope they pull it off, or I hope he falls because I don't think he's gonna fall. Yeah, he's definitely not falling. Uh, Edwards, I think, is a, a consensus guy who I think everyone should see as like the number one pick. But speaking of picks, we're gonna get into the guys's, I guess, uh, choices of who they would take in their top five. Um, we all know who the order is, and uh, I'm gonna start with Zoo. Who you going with your first pick, man? If I was the Minnesota Timberwolves and I see my young roster, you can't mess this up. You can't mess this up because it'll be no. over, especially right now with D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Town. You got two solid foundational players. The problem is yep. D'Lo, I don't think he's an all-star, like perennial all-star. I don't think he's a perennial all-star. He's like that borderline there. But in the West, he'll never make an all-star game the rest of his career. Never make it again. He, like, like he's Dang. a solid player. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you're in the East, you can make yeah. it because the East is just pretty sad. But in the West, I see John Moran. John Moran is Ooh. so much better than D'Angelo Russell. He's nasty. Dude, he <laughs> is so much better. It's not even close. I put them in different tiers. Different yeah. tiers of point guard. Has the ability to create. I see D'Lo. I see him as a solid scorer. Not a great athlete, but a great Not scorer. a great leader. Like, no, nah, definitely not a leader. Definitely not a true point guard. He's more of a combo guard. But if I'm mm-hmm. going with them, as my philosophy goes, best player available regardless of position, Anthony Edwards, number one overall draft pick. And I feel uh, like yep. them, they got three solid players, and now they got to get some role players, especially in the West. They got to make a run or Carl Anthony Towns, D'Lo. Man, it's, it's sad that Cats only make the playoffs once, and that's because of – my man, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler, man. Jimmy nah, Buckets, yeah, I, man. Zoo, I'm agreeing with you on my number one overall. I think you got to take Edwards. I think he's kind of started to stand out as the clear number one pick, um, especially now that we've that we've known the order for a while um, and teams have had ability to look. I think that they just need a slasher. You know, they got D'Lo who can drive the ball but also shoot very well. Cat's definitely more comfortable in the post-mid-range type game. Edwards can come in and be a, the absolute slashing guard, spacing the floor a bit because you know he can still shoot relatively well um, and, and give Cat a little bit of space and paint. I think, like you said, Zoo, philosophy of taking the uh, the best talent overall, at, especially at number one. You got everyone in front of you. Maybe a little bit easier said than done, but I think Edwards is standing out a bit this year. But as for number two, Zoo, I think for the Warriors. I think they're going to go with LaMelo, and let me tell you why. I think they're going to trade the pick because I think LaMelo – so think about it this way. If you said they might take Weissman, that would be – if they want to keep the pick, that would be the right call. But I don't think they want to. They've been very secretive about what they're going to do with this pick. 
There's mm-hmm. really been no news, you know, not not that much hype around who they're pick- obviously wanting to know who they're going to pick, but not any rumors or anything. Now, if they pick LaMelo, they could obviously trade to, you know, get a superstar. They could, you know, including another package, you know, other draft picks, or they could trade him straight up and just get another solid player at center. They don't have to necessarily get a stud, but they also don't have to form a rookie at the same time, which they would have to do with Weissman. I think that a team would be willing to trade for LaMelo purely because of his marketing ability. I, I, he's going to be a good player. And he, he got you know, a he's nice a shoe foundation. contract from Puma. He got a nice Exactly, shoe right? So he's going to bring in ticket sales. And obviously, you know, this is something that we can get into later with the return, the return of the NBA timing-wise. But if they want to bring in fans, bring in hype, you know, I, I don't have a team off the top of my head that could possibly make a trade. But I think if the Warriors are planning to trade, that pick, LaMelo is the guy they should take over. But if they end up wanting to keep and hold their pick, then I think Weissman should go number two overall to the Warriors. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to take James Weissman if they had to make the pick. I think making a trade this year is going to be pretty hard. Pretty hard yeah. right now, especially with like mm-hmm. the financial uncertainty. Who wants to take a second round of a second overall pick? That's a, that's a hefty contract, actually. A lot, man. Especially, yeah, especially with the transactions right now. I feel like a lot of a lot of NBA teams are going to do salary cap relief trades as far as mm. just dumping salary, especially for this year. So pulling off a trade, I think right now in this market is going to be pretty tough. But I think James Wiseman overall, as a fan, as I said, center position, Zaza Pachulia, are you kidding me? James Wiseman is going to be a better player day one in the NBA, especially solidifying that front court. I think the Warriors this year, man, I, I know that's your pick to get out the West, man. Sure. They are going to be nasty, man. They're going to be scary. But, but, man, I just see the West, Golden State Warriors, both the L.A. teams and the Nuggets, have mercy, man. That The West is going to be too beautiful to watch, man. <laughs> I'm going to be watching West basketball, and I'm going to watch the East, watch my Bulls being the pathetic East, and be like, okay, let's, let's see our new talent that we're going to get. But overall, <laughs> James Wiseman, I think he solidifies the front court. Overall, I think it just makes too much sense. And yep. I see like the other players available, especially at the guard position. They're set. Like Steph Curry, yeah. Clay Thompson, they're they going to play, play paying 40 minutes in the playoffs. And they're in championship mode. I feel like in the next two, I think they got two, three years left of winning a title. Especially if yep. Steph Curry gives up 35, I think that's a little out of his prime. And that age, yep. he ain't LeBron James. He doesn't For his game play. Yeah, especially is it, even, even a guy that doesn't rely on athleticism, I think at age 35, 36, that's when the Warriors um, championship window is closed. So they got to go all in, all right in, all in yep. to get, get another ring to add to Steph Curry's ring collection. But James yeah. Wiseman, center, number two, baby. But, man, the next up, man, the Charlotte. Ooh. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets, one of the worst franchises in NBA history. Run I'm by the sorry. best man in NBA oh, history. Michael <laughs> Jordan, the GOAT of basketball, but one of the worst GMs we have ever seen. The guy that drafted Adam Morrison out of Gonzaga. The man Kwame. that drafted Kwame Brown, number one <laughs> overall, straight out of high school. The man that drafted Cody Zeller. The man that oh. drafted... Are you kidding me? This dude has a historical trend of picking the wrong player. So going with that trend, they're going (laughs) to pick OB Toppin. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. He loves his power for it. 
He does. He, he loves, does. I don't know why, man. He it's his love for Charles Oakley. We all know that. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he still holds a, a soft place in his heart for Charles Oakley oh, when they man. trade him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, dude, that franchise is just one of the worst run franchises, especially drafting. Like this, this team yeah. is always missing the playoffs. So they get all these lottery shots, man. And I forgot another one, probably one of the bigger ones. Michael Kidd Kid Gilchrist, man. Oh. Number two oh overall. Oh, my God. So the bad. The guy that had the sideways jump shot. Ronnie oh Brewer. my Lord. Pretty much. His yeah. career is pretty identical to Ronnie Brewer, a defensive player that can never shoot. Guy that was yeah. on the Dallas Mavericks this year, absolutely atrocious on offense. Absolutely horrendous. So I think – I think the Hornets are going to mess up this pick and pick a guy like Obi Toppin, who's going to be a nice role player. But when you're drafting in the top three, you're drafting for a starter on your team mm. for the next decade. So that ain't the guy. So you're you're basing it on his track record. I mean, mm -hmm. look, I I know that I just talked about how personally I think the Warriors will end up trading the pick, and so I'm going to hold my Lamelo Ball pick at number two to the Warriors. Okay. So I think. That the Hornets and Michael Jordan himself, the horrible drafter that he is, with no real footage of watching Weissman play that much, I think he's going to end up taking James Weissman. He loves his big men. I think they have a solid, but not great, but a solid backcourt with Terry Rosier and Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham had a pretty great year, most up there for most improved. That is I the think, most average backcourt in NBA history. Yes, but it's not. It's their best aspect of their team, sadly, at the moment, and they need to up. Their defensive ability, they literally play zero defense, Zoo. They have no <laughs> defense whatsoever with Cody Zeller down there, man. They need a legit shot blocker. They need someone that can run the pick and roll, you know, get Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, easy shots. Not saying they're going to make the playoffs by, by drafting Weissman, but I think that that fits their team the most over drafting, you know, if Lamelo were to drop. I don't think Jordan would like that big of a, you know, that big of a name and all that. That's just not Michael Jordan's thing. Um, so I think he's going to end up going with Weissman. But, man, here it comes. Number four. Oh, this Your is the pick that Bulls, I only Zoom. care. This is the pick I've been waiting for. I've been <laughs> waiting a whole year for this after watching my pathetic Bulls win 20-something wins. Absolutely pathetic. But number four overall by AK, the man from Russia with his buddy Mark Eversley is going to pick. The man from France, Killian no. Hayes. He's going to pick a European player. He has a history of picking European players and hitting bullseyes, a.k.a. Nikola Jokic. And I yep. feel like Killian Hayes might be this year's Nikola Jokic, the European player, the lack of tape. He might go under the radar. The man from France. Are you, This guy, like I said, 6'5", 195. I know from the Bulls, perspective right now they're looking for a true point guard a true yep. point guard a playmaker there's been reports that the bulls been looking for a playmaker i love kobe white i love his ability to drop 20 points but he's, he's a, a bucket getter he's a six man and you could be a very profitable player by being a six man making 15 to 18 million dollars by playing that lou will roll he's gonna be off the bench giving us that energy and giving us buckets yep. but as Zach Levine, as Zach Levine being the cornerstone player, the guy that's yeah. going to be dropping twenty-five points, defense ain't on his mind. He's going to be, no, he's going to be, he's going to be the number one option. He's going to be the shot creator 
and, and, that's it. and the passer for his team to try to get teammates open. So he needs a traditional point guard that can play defense. Number mm-hmm. one, he's got to play defense because you know on the other side, there's going to be a Dame Dow, a Kyrie Irving. There's going to be one of these explosive ja, guards. Yeah. Like, yeah, a John Morant going to be dropping 20 points on you. So to lay off that, to make Zach Levine play against a scrubby player on offense, let him chill on defense, you need a Killian Hayes, a rookie, fresh leg, 6'5", 195. I think AK is going to slay this man for this Bulls franchise. And I'm hoping he hits. I'm hoping and- he's he's the franchise point guard. I've been waiting since my man D. Rose tore his ACL. I've been waiting. The it's rebuild. Been, dude, it's been almost uh-huh. half a decade, man. Half a decade we missed the playoffs. We need to be back. And I hope the AK turns it around. You know, Zoo, this is going to surprise you, but I actually agree with your pick, man. Killian Hayes wow. is – I so originally when I had, you know, reviewed this, he is not in my top five because I was a little hesitant to put him in there just because I feel like he, he hasn't been getting as much hype as some of the other players. Not that anyone's, like we have said multiple times, has really stood out besides Anthony Edwards. Obviously, Lamelo is going to get his thing. But look, I think Killian Hayes is the best fit for the Bulls. I think there may be better talent out there. Um, not necessarily, you know, for, for everyone's opinion, but I think that Zoo, you made a great point for the defensive end. We need somebody that can anchor on the defense. I don't want Archie Diacono out there being the anchor on the defense. How is that he's a solid, on, how is he's that a solid defense. NBA roster? He's Archie a Walmart Diacono Kirk Heinrich. Making three million dollars. He, he he's makes a tar- more money than Rajon Rondo. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Archie Diacono makes more than Rondo. Dwight I know. Howard. They're Avery. also playing with LeBron, Andy. They're also playing with LeBron, which means they can't take that much money. So, and Anthony Davis. But look, I think Killian Hayes is going to be solid. I mean, I like his size. I like his IQ, as you mentioned earlier, Zoo, in your top five. I think this is the best fit for the Bulls, for my Bulls and your Bulls, obviously. But look, I, the Bulls needed to make it some type of move. They obviously drafted Wendell Carter a couple of years ago. They don't really need another center. They have Laurie Markkinen. I'm still hesitant about him. He's I solid. I'm hoping the I, coach, Billy Donovan, yes. turns that man's career around. That's what I was just about to say is I think Billy Donovan, whoever they end up drafting this year, if you know, if it's if it's uh if it's um Denny Avija or if it's Killian Hayes or Colin, whoever it ends up being, I think I trust Billy Donovan enough to bring him in, you know, hone their skills in whichever way and fit the Bulls organization to the way it is. But absolutely. Especially mo- the way mo- he coached the Thunder. Especially the way exactly, exactly. And all right, Zoo. Now, now the last one in the top five is arguably one of the most uh, frustrating franchises in a while uh, to watch. It's pretty ugly. You know, you'd think that they were a pretty young team, but they have a lot of actually veteran players on that team, especially on the on the front court area. Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. Now, exactly. And, and I'm going to go with Onyeka Okongwu is what they need. And you want to know why? I think they're going to dump some salaries. As you were saying, Zoo, there might be a lot of trades this year. Tristan Thompson's free agent. And exactly. You know, and Tristan Thompson, right? They could move Kevin Love. They have Andre Drummond there. But I think they just need somebody (laughs) young. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think they need somebody who's young, obviously can still play in the post, but has a decent mid-range game, can run pick and pop with Colin Sexton because he's got solid scoring ability. He doesn't like to pass the ball that much, but Honestly, last year, who was he passing the ball to? So he was only averaging about three, four assists. Now, if he can actually get a pick-and-pop game, I think Okongwu will end up being a great uh, addition to the Cavaliers as long as they're able to move up some of their veteran, older 
uh, very expensive contracts in their front court. Absolutely. That's a, that's a solid pick. I, I can see the Cavs making that pick. Do you know why? Yeah. It's forgettable. Just like that franchise after LeBron left that pathetic <laughs> mess. I'm sorry. The Cleveland Cavaliers is the worst franchise in NBA history. And LeBron James, the savior, gave him a ring. And that's the only ring they'll ever get in the next 50 years. In the next 50 yep. years, they'll have that one title. Good for them. But for me, I see from the Cavs perspective, right? I'm looking at my options. What do they got to do? Sell some tickets. LaMelo Ball to the Cavaliers, Ooh, baby. LaMelo Ball, man. Dude. Even though they, they got Colin Sexton and Darius Gar- Dude, there's a lot of reports out there, man. Yeah. People don't like his leadership ability, his, his exactly. interviewing. He's been a very poor interview, which is not surprising at all just right. by looking no. at his interview history, man. The guy's an absolute clown, man. Like, he just doesn't know what he's talking about. A little, like I say, he's a little stupid, man. He's a little stupid that has been gifted by the game of basketball. So he's going to benefit from, from that. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's where I see the last ball brother going, man. I'm sorry. It's going to be a sad, wow. sad day, man. If he ends up in the Cavaliers franchise, I'm sorry, his career is going to be very mediocre. It's going to be very mediocre. I'm sorry, that's where careers go to die. Like, Kevin if you Love. think, dude, seriously, Tristan like, Thompson. Like, who talks about Kevin Love anymore? Nobody. I, do you I know, forgot about no, him. Nobody, man. Do He's you know only 31. He, do you know how he gets on TV or gets on video? Goes on the JJ Reddick. Goes on the JJ Reddick podcast and talk about <laughs> LeBron James. That's what he has to do to get some mainstream attention. Do you know how Tristan Thompson gets some mainstream attention? Go Anything on, go the- on, go on Fox Sports One and talk about LeBron James and talk about the good old times on the Cavaliers 2016 year. That's how they get attention. That's how they getting attention. The only but way. Right now, that's the only way. And I completely forgot about Andre Drummond, man. Yeah. What the hell were they thinking? Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, two bigs. Wrong era. It's the wrong era, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. The wrong era. Andre Drummond in the 1970s would have been a beast. Would have been an absolute <laughs> monster. Would have been the second coming, man. Like, like the guy was seven foot, two eighty. Like he would be an absolute beast. But in the wrong era, can't hit free throws. Absolute atrocious jump shot. No mid range. Just hasn't developed his game at all. Pretty wow. much the same guy in Detroit. So overall, that sad franchise could really use some excitement. He'll bring some excitement, but with that franchise, it's over. Larry, it's, oh yeah, it, I forgot about another guy, Larry Nance. Larry, Larry Nance is on it, yeah, exactly. They have a lot of a lot of just height there that doesn't make sense. And Colin Sexton, I mean, he usually passing to Jordan Clarkson. He's got Jordan Clarkson there too. That's pretty much it, man. They need to add some talent, just some quickness, some athleticism, something fun because it just seems like such a dismal place to like go play basketball, man. Ah, who wants to vacation in Cleveland, as Joe Kim Noah famously said. <laughs> Oh my God! They had 19 wins last year. So bad. That is. That is pretty. I don't even know how to explain that. I would say Cleveland sports as a like whole has been through a lot of misery. So I guess that one championship they had. You know what? That was a miracle. Gives them. They almost won the World Series. They don't happen twice, man. (laughs) I'm sorry. They don't happen twice. They almost won the World Series, but the Cubs Cubs came through. Same year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they were trying to get a little too they greedy. Had a great, they had they a great to year, man. <laughs> Want to win multiple titles? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I will say one guy. Uh, not so much he would be a top five pick, but one guy I was uh, listening to a podcast and I actually went through his tape. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Patrick Williams. For some re- like reason, he's like he's like a six eight guy, like a small forward. 
I'm not saying he's going to be this player, but just like his movements and how like he's so raw when he was coming out of school, like he reminds me of Kawhi. Like you know how Kawhi yep. can come out and shoot at all. Like he looks like physically built like him. He's like hellacious on the defensive end. He has kind of a weird oh. shot, but like he makes his free throws, so that kind of can help with mechanics. But I think Patrick Williams is like when Zoo was saying earlier about the ten to twenty range. Like he could go oh, wow. to like a contender. I like and be that. Like really good. Like the you know Mavericks not, or something you know, like that. Yeah. You know his NBA comparison yeah. is. OG yeah, yeah, yeah. and a Noby. Ooh, that's not bad. That yeah, dude. He went to FSU. Yeah. He went to FSU. FSU. Right FSU. FSU. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those solid. like elite yeah, guys, good FSU, athlete, yeah. good defensive yeah. player, and could develop his game. I like that pick. That's a, that yeah. might be an already pick. Yeah, I like that. He that would be, be actually him with the Mavericks or job play with nice Memphis play in Memphis. <laughs> Going on that'd be base. solid. Memphis, I'm interested to I'm interested yeah. to see who yeah, Memphis picks. Zoo. I think that's going to be a big one that they might. Try, they're trying to find a steal yeah. right now because they kind of got not necessarily gypped because they had a decent season, but you'd think with who 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 all got hurt with Triple J, you know, they're like, oh, I wish we had a lottery pick, but they just missed it. I think they're they're going to be delving heavily into those mid teen areas and trying to find that gem. Who knows? Maybe Patrick Williams, man. Yeah, that could be another good addition, but. Speaking of the NBA and the NBA draft and all that stuff, you know, there's been a lot of talk with the NBA return. You know, a lot of players have been kind of upset because they they don't want to come back on the 22nd. You know, uh, I think they were trying to fight for the, I think, January 18th, 19th, Martin Luther King Day. But I think if they wait to that long, they'll lose, like, <laughs> billions of dollars. Half a billion. So. Half a billion. <laughs> yeah. Half a billion. That is crazy. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on uh, the NBA return. Like, what day, you know, would you like to see it come back or any any topics on the NBA return? And, uh, P. Bush, you can finish it off for us. This is tough because, I mean, obviously, as you said, Sean, everything's kind of swirling around the January area, which, I mean, from post-NBA finals point would be about a three-month break. Um, and I think, you know, looking at, obviously, pre-COVID, every season ends in mid-June, right, Zoo? Correct me if I'm wrong, and picks back up right around – a little bit before Halloween, maybe. So October, yeah. I'd say there's about there's about five six weeks shorter of a uh, break. But aren't the technically these eight teams that didn't make the playoffs? Aren't they having their own little bubble right now? Like they're kind of playing, and you know, nah, it's it, more it, like a training game. It's a training thing, but hey, you know what? They're getting they haven't really played that much since March, right? Like oh, that's man. the only theme. So I think that something the NBA is going to have to think about is obviously they want sales. They want fans to be in stadiums because they need to make whatever they're going to be losing. And this time right now, they need to make that back right pretty quickly. And they could. But COVID is, is, is varying so much on a state to state basis that like if a team is playing in, you know, Wisconsin playing, in, you know, at the Milwaukee Bucks, is that going to be treated completely differently than, you know, playing down in Orlando with the Magic? No one really knows at this point. I personally would like to see it in January. I think it'd be fun. Um, I think they could kind of treat it like the uh, 2012 lockout season and play like 50 to 60 games. I know there's been some uh, they're gonna some play, news. That, they're going to play over 70 for the TV money. Exactly for the exactly. So and that's something that then load management, you know, could come into play. A lot of organizations are going to end up resting their players because they could have you know back to back to back nights where they have to play and travel. It'll be interesting, you know, are there any procedures that players have to be under, you know, obviously outside of a bubble, but are they confined to their own homes and the training facility? Is that it? It's something to keep an eye out on because I think as we've seen past couple months and almost a year now, things are ever changing. So 
I would personally like to see January, but I, I could see them, you know, at, at that point, not allowing fans in the stadiums until, you know, maybe playoff time. Bring basketball back, baby, as soon as possible. December 22nd, exactly. let's get it on. LeBron James, suck it off. You got a ring. You're making over $30 billion. You're a billion-dollar athlete. You spent $2 million on your body. Suck it off. <laughs> you're, the, you're the greatest player of this generation. Suck it off. Go for the, go for the, go for, go for the back-to-back titles, right? Let's go. If you want to take load management, take a day off, whatever. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do. He already do. does that. I, I got I got no sympathy for a guy that's won a ring in his last year, man. In the last and made year. thirty million. Yeah, dude, no sympathy <laughs> at all. Miami, suck it up. I know they love playing basketball. Suck it up. Okay, Denver Nuggets, they're ready to ball. They want to redeem themselves after playing against the Lakers and losing in five. Dude, the the Celtics are ready to play too. They're ready for redemption. NBA basketball needs to come back as soon as possible, especially for those eight teams. The, the you know those yeah. eight man. That's the disgraceful eight of the NBA right now. The disgraceful eight of one of the worst, some of the worst basketball teams in NBA history. Are you kidding me? They need to come back to get their young players back, especially my Chicago Bulls. Let's go, baby. Yeah. I'm ready for the Bulls to come back. I'm even ready for some of the bad teams to come back to see if they can make a comeback. Phoenix Suns, man. Oh, they look good. Yeah, they look good, they look man. They look good, man. Devin Booker. Once again, they once look again good, man. Devin in the West, man. <laughs> So I don't see it happening. <laughs> well, look, Zoo, do you think do you think that they would have to bubble again if they started no, in December? No bubble, no bubble. NFL is not playing with no bubble, and it's still progressing. Even though they got yeah. positive testing, the games are still progressing. Yeah, you see those There's 49ers? 13 players on IR, and, and then they added another six to the COVID list or something like that? Wow. There's things always happening, man. That's crazy. But... I feel like the it NBA can pull back. it off, especially with less than 15 players on a roster. Like, yeah. I think it's not that hard. Just following proper protocol, even though if one player, two, even two players getting COVID, I think they could they could even like delay games, even if they have to. Especially building the schedule for like COVID yeah. COVID scenarios. But as soon as possible, I need my B ball back. I'm loving football, but I need my basketball. Uh, I need yeah. my basketball back, man. I need it you back. Do you think they'll have fans right away, Zoo? Or do you think they'll maybe give it a couple so. weeks? I don't think so. I think so. they'll hold off. But I feel like if they can, they could do limited fans. Like, like yeah. what the NFL is doing, just start space with out friends the and fans. family, maybe. Yeah, especially, especially like having groups of chunks of people yeah. in, in the arena. I feel like that's safe. That's safe enough, especially in an environment when the stadium can fill 20,000 people. If you have like less than like five, 500,000 people, I don't, I don't think yeah. that'd be no issues. So if they right. do the proper protocols to get some extra revenue, for the owners and the players, like do what you've got to do, because you know, man, they lost a lot of money, man. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Yeah, hey, they can, they can they can test run in Florida, man, if they want to, because you know Florida's always down to try anything first. So <laughs> start in Orlando, put maybe a thousand, two thousand fans in there, see how it turns out in good old Amway Center, and uh, progress from there, man. Yeah, I could definitely see. Uh, them at least the people who like season ticket like the major season ticket holders i could see them getting yeah. like the people the people who sit in suites i could see them getting dibs <laughs> at, like the first tickets and like being able to watch the games uh but i they have to start in december like i say i get lebron like maybe and like you say he has ad so he can probably take off the first couple games <laughs> right. whatever in the month because it doesn't matter but like you know they have to start in december because the revenue they would lose is, and plus two, like I think with the TV contracts, I was reading somewhere where I think they have to get to like 72 games. Uh, yeah. It would be, yeah, they would have to play like probably like three to four games in a row. Like if they started in January, just to get to that 72 threshold and nah. 
I don't think that, especially for they somebody could, like LeBron and older players, no. I couldn't yeah. see that happening. They could but, extend the season again, but it would just it would just start overlapping. They can't overlap the Olympics. You can't oh, overlap yeah. the Olympics. The Tokyo that, yeah. Olympics are coming up, so they can't overlap. So I think for a fact they got to start in December. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about the Olympics. God, I, even though even if they do have the Olympics, like who's gonna play? Because like, say if KD and Braun they make it to the like finals, they're not playing. Like I know they don't. I don't think they already play, no. but no. like. It would have to be like I guess the young bucks, man. Yeah, twenty-five and under. Yeah, <laughs> the team that lost. Pretty much that team's gonna get sent back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, we definitely went through a lot of draft talk, a lot of interesting talk. We're probably gonna have a little bit more as the draft comes up. Uh, as always, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, go to our instagram and twitter page bullheaded underscore pod uh we have daily content that i put up you know regarding the times nba content uh not so much baseball because the uh, world series just happened and uh, a lot of nba and nfl uh content that i put up and uh as always peace